The Chris Hahn Show. Everyone and welcome. This is the Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. The truth is on the air and truthfully tonight, America. You know, some days it's hard to be a radio host because you don't know what you're going to talk about. You got to bring in rabbis and talk to them about uh, the faith. Or strippers or whatever else the guy before me brings on. Some days you wake up in the morning... And you know exactly what you're going to talk about at 8 o'clock at night. In fact, I knew what I was going to talk about tonight a week ago when they set the date for this testimony today. And if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, just change the channel. I'm not the host for you, okay? Today, in Congress, in the United States Senate, the Intel Committee held a hearing with fired FBI Director uh, Mr. James Comey. And there were tons of fireworks to go around, America. There was something for everybody. If you love Trump, you might have been a little happy with some of the things he said today, as his lawyer was. If you hate Trump, you were ecstatic today about Jim Comey's testimony. One thing I have to say, America, is that I am concerned for the fate of our republic. I don't think anybody won today. I think the nation as a whole is at a loss by what happened today in Congress. Not about by what happened today in Congress. Let me take that back. What happened today in Congress was the beginning of the revelations of what's been happening in this government since Donald Trump has become president. And it should scare you as it scares me. Not because of anything he did, but what he has not done, America. That is what worries me more than what he may have done. What he has not done at least up until a month ago when he fired Jim Comey, was ask for information pertaining to the Russians' role in the 2016 election and what the FBI is doing to prevent it going forward. That is a dangerous thing. This country was attacked by the Russians and the president doesn't seem to care. The president cares a whole lot about himself and his role and everything. But he doesn't care about what the Russians are doing right now to influence future elections in the United States and around the world. That is a big problem, America, if he doesn't understand that. Well, I'm live tonight. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to get in on this national conversation about Jim Comey, about Donald Trump. Love him, hate him. I want to know what you think about what happened today, America. 631-451-1039 is my number. And I've got a lot to talk about tonight. I got a lot to go through. We got a lot to unpack here tonight about Mr. Comey's testimony before Congress today. We got a lot to unpack because it was a lot said. A lot said about who is Donald Trump? Why did Jim Comey feel the need to take contemporaneous notes about his meetings with the president? to get in the car and before it pulls away from the White House to be typing on his keyboard a memo to himself about the president of the United States. Why would he feel that way? What made him think that this president, unlike he had a couple of meetings with Donald, with with, uh, Obama, he had many meetings with the attorney general. uh, He had a meeting with George W. Bush. 
uh, in a senior capacity, one-on-one. But this president rubbed him the wrong way, irked him, made him feel uncomfortable. Does he make you feel uncomfortable, America? 631-451-1039. But let's start. Let's start talking about this here and, and about how this president may or may not have uh, have, have, have influenced him or tried to influence him or obstructed justice. I don't know yet. That will be determined. But I think uh, I want to start with uh, how he felt the president might lie. Let's play clip three, Mike. Combination of things. I think the circumstances, the subject matter, and the person I was interacting with. Circumstances first, I was alone with the president of the United States or the president-elect, soon-to-be president. The subject matter, I was talking about matters that touch on the FBI's core responsibility and that relate to the president, president-elect personally. And then the nature of the person. I was honestly concerned that he might lie about the nature of our meeting, and so I thought it really important to document. That combination of things I'd never experienced before, but it led me to believe I got to write it down, and I got to write it down in a very detailed way. I was worried that the president might lie. Now, okay, America, that's kind of calling the president out a little bit. He was worried the president might lie. Why was he worried that the president might lie? Probably because he had knowledge of other lies the president told. This is a man who had access to all of the intelligence in the world. This is a man who knew things, who knows things, America. Not knew, knows. Okay? Jim Comey knows a lot. He has been in government at a high level for a long time. He was the director of the FBI. He knows a lot. Had a lot of access to intelligence. Thought the president might lie. My first thought when I heard that today was, what has the president lied about that Jim Comey knows about and I don't that makes Jim Comey feel that this president might lie about what he said in that room? Probably because other people have told them that the president has repeated conversations poorly. Clearly, Jim Comey called the president a liar. The president's lawyer went out later on that day, called Jim Comey a liar. Of course, they tried to claim victory and said that uh, Jim Comey uh, exonerated the president. Well, Jim Comey said that the president was not under investigation at the time he was at, at the FBI. That may or may not be true. Maybe true. But the president's campaign was. That was very clear. That was said in testimony as well. The campaign was the subject of an investigation. And the candidate, as Comey said today, is the head of the campaign. So technically, Donald Trump was under investigation at the time Comey was there, just not by name. Nobody was specifically going after Donald Trump. They were looking into the Donald Trump campaign. I would imagine by now they're looking into Donald Trump. At the very least on obstruction of justice, at the very worst, collaborating, colluding with the Russians, which I would say is treason uh, in my book. That's treason in my book, America. Treason. In fact, even Dick Cheney agrees with me that that's treason. Dick Cheney said the invasion by the Russians into our, into our election is an act of war. And if you are aiding our adversaries in an act of war, you are by definition committing treason, America. So are you going to defend this guy? Are you going to stand up and say, Donald Trump, I'm still with you. This is a witch hunt. Wah, 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 wah. 
I don't know. I think you should try, but I don't think you're going to get very far in doing that because this president, it's very clear to me, is concerned dramatically, is concerned dramatically about things. And the calls are coming in, guys. I can't wait to talk to you. This president is obviously concerned about an investigation into him. The president was so concerned that he fired Jim Comey. The person that this president thinks about the most on a daily basis, it's not a coal miner, it's not a factory worker, it's not somebody losing a job because it's being automated or maybe somebody's competing with him who's here illegally. No, what this president cares about the most is himself and his own reputation and his own well-being. And to a lesser extent, it's starting to seem, the well-being of his family. So that is why this president seems to be circling the wagons around this investigation and trying to cut it off and nip it at the bud. To me, America, that says to me that the president knew a lot more than we think he does. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I'm concerned. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to get on the conversation. 631-451-1039. Let's go to Nick, who's in his car on the LIE. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for your you know, call. You know that, you know that Ted Kennedy colluded with the Russians back in the late 70s? Okay. To try and get himself elected. Uh, all right. You know that? Uh, Nick. You're an idiot okay. if that's what you want to talk about tonight. No, no, you no, want no, to talk about truth. Ted Kennedy tonight? Truth. It's something that happened in the 1970s when most of my listeners wasn't alive, that's Nick? You're going to call my I'm show? You're going to waste my time with something like that, Nick? About, Are you Alan out of your mind? Okay, what about at what Alan Dershowitz said the other day? What did Alan Dershowitz say the other day, Nick? Okay, do you have any respect for Alan Dershowitz? I have a lot of respect for Alan Dershowitz. It doesn't mean he's always right. Alan Dershowitz basically came out and said that the president, that Trump had... There's nothing that Trump did that was illegal. No, what the, what Alan Dershowitz said the other day, yeah. Nick, Nick, what yeah. Alan Dershowitz said the other day was that the president could fire anybody he wants, and the president could also end any inv- investigation he wants. In fact, Comey said the same thing today in his testimony, and that's absolutely true. The president, as the head of the executive branch, can cut off an investigation. But what does it say about a president cutting off an investigation about the Russians invading our election space, Nick? What does that say to you? Do you realize that for seven months they still no 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 Nick 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 it's the Chris Hahn show it's the Chris Hahn show Nick answer the question what does it say about the president of the United States that he wants to end an investigation into himself what does it say to you I don't believe I don't believe that you don't believe I'm asking you a question Nick I'm asking you a question Nick I don't believe all right Nick I'm gonna hang up on you unless you answer the question correctly no no I don't believe that Trump had felt that he was that this was anything listen bottom line bottom line for me is that none of this has any effect on the Trump electorate at none at all. No, of Zero. course not. Clearly, when, when you're like willing to ram your car into the wall for the guy. Nick, the whole tr- I, I can't listen to this guy anymore. He doesn't want to hear it. He's like one of the. He's a Trump guy. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna. He's a. He's the guy playing the violin on the on the on the on the Titanic as it's about to sink. And he's like, nah, the captain's a good guy. He'll get it. He'll fix it, right? Don't right? Worry. He'll write the ship. He'll write the ship. There you worry. go. I, by the way, that's that's a new Mike. Mike P one. has left me. I have now have Mike B in the oh, in the house. We're just cutting up a little. Mike B's little back, and for some, Mike P was was with me a long time ago. 
been about probably two years. Yeah, it was probably when I first started. Maybe yeah. well, I've been here four years now. Mike, yeah. Mike has a uh, Mike has a beard now, full beard. Uh, yeah. I thought he was here just because the rabbis were here. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. I promise. I I think I've gotten my yelling out. So if you want to call in, I don't understand that guy. I'm asking a simple question. The president of the United States cut off an investigation into himself. And yeah, I read Alan Dershowitz's piece about how a president as the head of the executive branch, the unified executive branch in this country, can decide which investigations go forward and which don't. He absolutely does. Do you know how inappropriate it is for the president to personally get involved with those decisions, though? And how rare that is? Do we want a politically elected person determining who should or shouldn't be investigated in America? Especially when the investigations turned on him to determine if his people or him himself was involved in a scandal that is impacting the United States of America where our enemies, our adversaries on the world stage, the Russians clearly interfered with our election and attempted to interfere in the actual vote counts? You find that appropriate, America? I don't. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to get in on the conversation. 631-451-1039 is the number. And I am definitely taking your calls all night tonight and I am fired up. Nick in the car was driving me a little crazy. He was driving me a little crazy because he did not get it, Mike. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Your mic's broke. Your mic is broken. It's killing me. This is killing me. You get me? Uh, I hear you. Yeah, you're on now. Forget it. It's not working. Somehow, I, I finally get a producer who wants to talk. I finally get a producer who wants to talk, and his mic doesn't work. Mike P. was here for two years, did a great job, never wanted to say a word. Last couple of weeks, he's been a little mouthy, Mike P. Big old Mike, as we call him. And by the way, just like Mike P., I got people calling Mike P. and yelling at him and saying, what is up with that liberal on the air talking about Trump? Where's Mark Levin? (laughs) Here's where Mark Levin is. Mark Levin's in a cave somewhere, Mm -hmm. probably looking at a ring, saying, my precious... Mike Mike Levine is Mark Levin, I should say. Mark is is one of the worst people on the planet. Okay, he's one of the worst people on the planet, and you're lucky to have me here. But that said, if you want to call in, grow a pair of balls and get on the phone with me. And I guess people are trying to do that. Yeah. Grow a pair of balls, get on the phone with me, and actually talk to me. Don't yell at my producer on the other side of the glass. He's not responsible for putting me on here, okay? Come talk to me. I'm happy to talk to you. I won't yell you down. If you talk normal and you have something normal to say, I'm happy to debate you. But I got more calls. I get more calls per hour than any other host in America of people just wanting to yell at my producer. It not only happens, it happens when I'm on WABC as well, and it happens while I'm here in my syndicated show. People call in and yell at my producer. Why? I don't know. I'm a perfectly nice guy. I'm happy to talk to people who disagree with me. In fact, most of you know me from Fox News, where I talk to people who disagree with me all day long. Do not call in and yell and argue with my my producer. I want to hear from you. 
America, not my producer. 631-451-1039 is the number. And, you know, and there he is. He just picks up the phone. He's got people yelling at him. Blah, 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 blah. Look, here's the thing. I think that the Comey situation is a real situation. I think that the Comey situation is something we should be concerned about. The president fired the guy who was investigating him. If Obama did this, Sean Hannity would lead with it every single night. Okay? Every single night. It would be all about, all about, all about how Obama is obstructing justice. Right? How is this any different than Nixon firing Archibald Cox, America? How is this different? That's the question. Seems pretty, pretty much the same thing to me. 631-451-1039. Let's talk to John. I don't know where John's from, but I'll talk to John. Anyway. Hey, John. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. So what's uh, up? You're on the air. The Russians, yeah, the Russians. They, they, you know, that really disgusts me. They, they try to, they try to uh, influence our elections here and everything. They are trying to influence our elections. So what should we do about it? Should we allow the president just to fire people who get close to figuring out what's going on? Uh, I don't know about that, but... Uh, didn't know Obama try to influence the uh, elections over in Israel there? I didn't like that either. I, I think Obama might have made a statement publicly about it. Didn't what the Obama Russians did. So, John, John. I think, I, I think it goes on in every government. Uh, oh, okay. So, so invading. Doing it, doing it. So, John thinks invading a, uh, a server and. Uh, and, and hacking it to a server and releasing private emails and putting out fake news is the same as Obama making a speech on television that was broadcast. That's the same thing, John. You, my friend, are a fool. You are a fool and you deserve all the pain that this president is bringing upon this country. Trust me. 631-451-1039 is my, oh my God. Terry's going to yell at me now. My, my favorite listener, my long time. Terry, don't yell at me about Nick. He was being a jerk. No, no, no. I told you to be gentle. I knew you would be fired up tonight. I knew it. <laughs> How you doing, now, Terry? Calm down and let people speak, okay? I always let you speak because you're nice. <laughs> All right? Just, he, just let them talk, okay? He, I know you hate Trump. But let the no, hold on like a minute. Trump. I don't hate Trump. I don't. I don't I like what the president. Well. I don't like what the president is doing to this country. I don't like the way he's behaving. But I have nothing but love in my heart for everybody. In fact, I used to watch The Apprentice, not the Celebrity <laughs> Apprentice. I hated the Celebrity Apprentice, but I used to like the regular Apprentice when it was regular people competing for a job. Terry, I love you. We'll do uh-huh. a Terry test in a couple weeks. Okay. All right. Take Thank, care. Thanks for calling. Six three one four five one one zero three nine is my number. I'm going to be taking calls. Uh, I got about a minute or two left in this uh, block, and then I'll be taking calls on the other side of the break. I don't know about you, America, but I am fired up. I'm fired up. I want to get to the bottom of what's going on. And I've said this before about Jim Comey. I don't like everything Jim Comey says and does. I think Jim Comey kind of thinks about himself in a very big way. That said, he seems pretty honest to me. And uh, I kind of want to know what he knows. And I think you should all want to know what he knows. I think we started to learn a little bit about what he knows today. And I think over the next weeks and months and years, hopefully weeks and months and not years, hopefully sooner rather than later, we're all going to know what happened here. 
There is a special prosecutor appointed to find out what happened in the 2016 election with Russia and what's actually happening right now. That's what scares me even more, America. There is something happening right now. We have a president right now who only cares about his own reputation. That, that doesn't bother you? Doesn't scare you? That there's a foreign power intervening in the election? Okay, Trump fans, they intervened on your behalf this time. What about when they don't? What if they would have nominated, you know, a, a, you know an anti-Russian like Jeb Bush and they decided that they were going to swing the election the other way? That they might have got a better deal with Hillary Clinton? Think about it. 631-451-1039 is my number. This is the Chris Hahn Show. 631-451-1039. Taking your calls. Other side of the break. I'll be right back. You can't ignore the truth forever, so listen up. The Chris Hahn Show. Hey. Yeah. Voice. Yeah. All right, I'm back. 631-451-1039 is my number. If you want to get in on the national conversation tonight, America, I am live. 631-451-1039. And I'm talking about... Today's hearing in the Senate Intel Committee with uh, former director of the FBI, James Comey, who was fired. He was fired by the president of the United States. Fired by the president. Let's uh, let's see. Why does he think he was fired? Play number two for me. Out that it's a fair judgment. It's my judgment that I was fired because of the Russia investigation. I was fired in some way to change, or the endeavor was to change the way the Russia investigation was being conducted. That is a, that is a very big deal, and not just because it involves me. The nature of the FBI and the nature of its work requires that it not be uh, the subject of political consideration. And then on top of that, you have the Russia investigation itself is vital because of the threat And I know I should have said this earlier, but it's obvious. If any Americans were part of helping the Russians do that to us, that is a very big deal. And I'm confident that if that is the case, Director Mueller will find that evidence. Very big deal, America. If any American was involved with the Russians invading our election, everyone wants to say interfering. I'm going to say invading. It was an attack. It was a hostile act. It was an act of war. Any American that was involved with that needs to be brought to justice. Now, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If they had done this to benefit my side, I would be saying the same thing. This is disgusting. And if the president really wants the answers to this, the president should start saying that. He should get on his Twitter machine and he should tweet out, That he wants the answers on who is responsible, if anyone, even if they worked for him. That's what normal people would do right now. Or people who were completely innocent of any involvement themselves. And we all know that the president had a lot of business dealings with Russia. He did a pageant there, let's not forget. His son-in-law has Hundreds of millions of dollars in loans there. 
there's some dubious connection between Deutsche Bank and the Russian banks. And we all know that the president owes $300 million to Deutsche Bank. So what is the president trying to hide? And did he fire James Comey to hide it? Because he told Lester Holt he fired James Comey because of the Russia thing. He told the Russian ambassador that now that Comey's been fired, there's been a tremendous weight lifted off of me regarding this Russia thing. So I don't know about you, America, but I think that this president is really concerned about the Russia thing because the Russia thing affects this president directly because that's the only thing this president really cares about. How is it going to affect him? If you're out there and you think that this president's going to create coal mining jobs for you, good luck. President doesn't care about you unless it helps him. And it is very, very clear to me that that's the case here. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. You do not have to agree with me, okay? You could call me up and you could talk to me. You could disagree. Don't fight with Mike. He's new, okay? I'm Mike, not new. I have thick well, skin. So you're okay. new here. That's okay. okay. You're new on the Chris Hahn show. You, you did a couple of shows back in the 80s. With yeah, you. right. <laughs> but it, it is, it's the, it's the uh, you know, Big Mike is gone. Probably because, look, Big Mike left because you guys would call every week and abuse him. You would call in, you would abuse him, and you wouldn't want to get on the air with me because you didn't have any balls, Okay. So Big Mike had to say, I, I had enough of this. I can't sit there for, uh, for two hours a night listening to you yell uh, at, uh, into the microphone and then listening to the people uh, yell at me into the phone. So I take all comers. That's what I do here. But I will have Janet Johnson on at the top of the hour. And she's, there you go. She's, she's more of a liberal. So, you know, it's kind of good. You know Janet. She's on Someone CNN decided, Headline yeah. News and CNN Regular. And she's a legal analyst and she's very smart. And she's going to break down the legal implications of what happened today. Mm-hmm. And will the president ever testify about this? I mean, he hasn't tweeted in a while, I guess because his lawyer's in town, right? He brought in his New York City real estate lawyer. Okay. His New York City real estate lawyer is here to, uh, to defend the president because the president can't get anybody else to work for him because everybody knows the president doesn't pay his bills. That's really what's the problem here. This is like the one guy the president makes sure gets paid. I guess this guy probably works something out where the president pays him in advance. Maybe he gives him a credit card or something. I, I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> something up that this guy is like the one guy the president pays. Um, so uh, maybe the president just pays him in like hotel rooms. I, I don't know what the deal is. This guy stays with the president. Free stays, free stays where Yeah, free stays at the exactly. golf course. Suites, he can stay. whatever you yeah, want. Whatever I mean, you, want. you could use Trump Airlines and go out exactly. to Scotland and play my course. There's something up here where this guy sticks with Trump. He did the uh, Trump University case. Even though Trump had to pay out $25 million, Trump still likes him. Um, but this guy was the one guy the president could get. So he's in town, so he probably took the phone. He probably said, Donald, while I'm in town, you give me that phone. I don't want you tweeting while I'm in town, Mr. President. So the president hasn't tweeted today. At least, I mean, up until the time I went on the air, he hasn't. Maybe he has by now. I'm shocked about that. because Yeah, uh, I'll check during the break because I haven't seen a tweet from him uh, in a while. And that is, look, it scares me every time. Look, everybody says I hate the president. I don't hate the president. I don't wish him any ill will. I just want the truth, America. That is the theme of my show. I want the truth. I want to know what's really happening. I don't believe I'm getting the truth from him. 
I don't like this dear leader nonsense where the people come out to speak about him and they all got to say some hyperbole about how great he is. I don't like that at all. I want the truth. I don't hate him. So when I don't hear from him and I don't see him tweeting over an extended period of time, I get worried. I'm wondering what's happening to him. I don't want to, I don't want to be sick. I mean, what would I talk about on the radio? It's all about me too, right? I'm just like him in some ways. You know, How can this affect me? 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. I am live. And I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. I will be appearing tomorrow at 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, on the Fox Business Channel uh, with my friend Trish Regan, uh, who, you know, I'm sure loves Trump. And I'm sure thought today was a big vindication of Trump. Because I think a lot of people watched this hearing today and they took away from it what they wanted to take away from it. But the fact of the matter is the president fired the guy who was investigating him. The guy who was investigating him felt that the president wouldn't be honest about him. And nobody asked that follow-up question. Was there anything else that you observed from the president, Mr. Comey? That led you to believe that he might be less than truthful when discussing you? That's what I want to know. What's the answer to that question? You know, we've got a president here that has ignored 240 years of precedent in this country. Of how a president should behave. Precedents that have been built up over 240 years. This president has ignored that. He thinks he's the CEO of the country. And if you read Jim Comey's uh, opening statement that he prepared and he submitted as his opening statement today and didn't actually go through it, you read these things about this meeting and the loyalty oath that Comey asked was asked to, to pledge to the president of the United States. That's the thing that is, to me, you know, amazing. And it kind of gets lost a little bit today in the dramatics of today. But Comey submitted this opening testimony so that we could all read it yesterday. And in that, the president asked Jim Comey to pledge his loyalty to him. And Jim Comey said, I promise to be honest. And the president said, honest loyalty, whatever. You see, the president thinks that the FBI is his security firm, like the guys he hires to to guard Trump Tower. Jim Comey did pledge an oath, America. He pledged an oath to the American people. Not to the president of the United States. That's not where the oath belongs. That's not where the loyalty belongs, America. The loyalty doesn't belong to the president. It belongs to the people. It belongs to the Constitution. Of course, the president had no knowledge of what the government was or how to run a government. All the president has ever run is a business that was first owned by his father and now is owned by him and has no shareholders other than his children. A family business where what he says goes. He tells a security guard to cut out an investigation. Fine. Investigation closed. But when you're president of the United States, you don't just call the FBI director in and and treat him like he's the head of your security at your golf club or your casino. No, the director of the FBI swears an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. Not uphold loyalty to the president of the United States. 
And we have a president who is unaware of that. He thinks that all of these people in these cabinet posts and in these agencies work for him. This is the problem. And this is what you've got to come to grips with, Trump supporters. He thinks that the government works for him. You should feel that the government works for you, like I do. The government works for you. They are your employees, not the president's. And the president is not the CEO. He's the president. And if you know anything about corporate culture and corporate structures in real publicly traded corporations, that president would answer to a board and that board would answer to shareholders. Well, we kind of have that set up here too, right? We have Congress, which is kind of like the board. And we have the people, which are like the shareholders. And everybody's accountable to everybody else. It's checks and balances. This president doesn't even understand that. He's asking cabinet members to, to swear an oath. Omerta. I mean, I wonder if like he plucks out a piece of his hair and takes a little bit of blood and puts it in a spoon and makes them eat it. I, I wonder if that's what happens here. What do you think, Mike? What do you think? That's a little, that's a little rough. Start speaking I, Latin all of a sudden. Yeah, you know? no, I don't think, I don't think Trump knows Latin. <laughs> you never know. I mean, come on. All those Latin? private schools, I'm sure he's no, picking no, a thing no, or two. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no <laughs> way he speaks Latin. Those boarding schools, they, they, it, think, they, they I think they teach you it, Latin. He probably yeah, has a few something. words that he remembers from Queens that that are not normally used in the American right? dictionary. Right. Okay, there you go. So he would there probably use some Queensies, right. or something like that. I know, I know. Donald Trump likes to pretend he's from Manhattan, but he's a kid from the outer boroughs. Okay. All right, Donnie. You moved on up. Definitely moved on up. We all started somewhere, though, right? Right. We all started somewhere. I mean, I'm a kid from Center Reach. I mean, what are you going to do? It's the way it is, right? That's life in the big city. We all started somewhere. And there are things we know in Center Reach that people outside of Center Reach don't know. Words we use. Exactly. So there's some sort of ritual, I'm sure, <laughs> right? Uh, something's going on Something's got to be there. Yeah, right? I'm sure Ted Nugent starts playing some crazy <laughs> nonsense that goes on. But, uh, but Comey wanted none of that, right? Comey wanted none of that, and it drove the president crazy. And he called the guy nine times in three months. Comey had nine private conversations, private conversations with the president of the United States in three months, less than three months. Nine. Was that a lot? Well, he had two private conversations with Barack Obama in eight years. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's a lot. There you go. Right. <laughs> Two in eight years. Two. And they were probably just accidents. Yeah. All right. I guess, I guess nine is a lot. Yeah, Three nine's months. a lot. It's yeah. a little bit, a little much, right? Yeah, at least once a month, get an update about what's going on. I that's think about it's, it. Don't you think it's odd? I think it's odd, America. I think it's odd that this president would ask the vice president and the attorney general to leave the room. You know, everybody's like, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. This is a guy who on the campaign trail said, I'm really smart. I'm the smartest guy in the world. I'm a really smart guy. I went to good schools. I got good, good grades. I'm a good smart guy. See, that's what that he Latin didn't know. Out. He didn't know. He didn't know that it was that it was wrong to ask the vice president and the attorney general to leave the room so you could ask the director of the FBI to drop a case against Mike Flynn, who may have committed treason. I mean, I don't know that he did. But if he colluded with the Russians, it's treason. I don't care what the excuse is. If he colluded with the Russians, it's treason. 
And he should be treated like somebody who committed treason. I thank him for his service, but if he committed treason, he committed treason. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's a good guy. He's your good guy. He's not America's good guy. Good guys don't collude with the Russians. Good guys who are seeking the highest national security job in the country kind of disclose that they met with the Russians or that they worked for Turkey up until the day of election day. Oh, yeah, I just left it off. I forgot. That's the thing, America. That's the thing. He's a good guy. No, he wanted to stop the investigation to Flynn because once Flynn starts talking, he's concerned. He is really, really concerned about what Flynn might do to save himself, if you ask me. I don't know this for sure. It just seems to be a theory. But it kind of makes sense. Because if you look at the history of Donald Trump, he's not loyal to anyone. Ever. He hasn't been loyal to his wives. You could argue he hasn't been loyal to his children. So why would he be loyal to Mike Flynn, a guy he hardly knows? He's only really known for about two years. I get it. He was a good guy on the campaign trail. He was the first guy with any brass on his arms on his shoulders to kind of endorse the president and support him and travel the country with him, speaking for him. But why would he be loyal to that guy? He hardly knows him. I don't think it's about loyalty to Mike Flynn. I think like everything else concerning this president and these investigations and everything else in his life, this is about him. This is about what he does and how it impacts him. He doesn't care about whether Mike Flynn goes to jail or whether Mike Flynn's reputation is damaged. He already damaged Mike Flynn's reputation by firing him and then lying and saying because he lied to the vice president. Give me a break. The vice president was the chair of the transition team. Mike Flynn informed the transition team of certain things that he might be under FBI investigation. He informed them of that. They didn't care at the time. No, 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 no. This is not about Mike Flynn or his service to this country or him being a good guy. This has something to do with Donald Trump himself. Mike Flynn knows things about Donald Trump that America needs to know too. And Donald Trump is deadly afraid of what Mike Flynn is going to say to save himself. We haven't heard a lot from Mike Flynn lately. I know he wanted immunity, didn't get it. I doubt the Justice Department's going to give him immunity with Jefferson Bonagard Sessions. Beep, beep, Damn, Jeff Sessions! I don't think Jeff Sessions is going to give this guy immunity. I mean, unless Jeff Sessions gets fired, I guess Jeff Sessions could have to, is actually recused from this, which is another thing the president's mad about. Because the president felt that Jeff Sessions owed him loyalty. Maybe not so much his deputy. Definitely not his third deputy. It might get down to her at some point. Second deputy. Third in charge, the 
Department of Justice, career prosecutor, Republican, but a career prosecutor. Career prosecutors tend to think a little differently than political hacks like Jefferson Bonaparte Sessions. And the president doesn't want to get down to that. So I think the president's concerned. And he hasn't tweeted in a while. I'm going to check at the break and see what's going on. But I haven't seen any tweets. So uh, until I do, until I do, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to assume it. That's a pretty loud intro and a little early, but yeah, coming. Yeah, man, I forgot coming. to oh, oh, man, it's pretty, you Give know, me a break. <laughs> ease it in. I know you're new <laughs> here. first time back. Yeah, it's his first day, America. <laughs> Not that he doesn't do 25 other radio shows. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was, uh, so I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to play, and I hit the button next. Well, look, now it's time to play it. Play it light. All Janet right. Johnson is coming up on the other side of the break, and I'll be taking more of your calls later on tonight at 631-451-1039. But Janet Johnson coming right up. We're going to talk about what happens today. I know Janet's going to have great ideas about it. So keep it where it's at, America. You're listening to The Chris Hodge Show. Everything else you heard today, and listen up. The Chris Hahn Show is on the air. All right. I'm back. I'm live. And joining me now, one of my favorite, favorite guests of all time, Janet Johnson. You see her on CNN. You see her on Headline News. She's at Jay Johnson Law on Twitter. And, you know, I, I started this with my bumper saying, forget everything you heard today, but I guess we can't forget James Comey today. I'm talking about other conservative radio hosts you might have heard on these stations you hear me on. Forget about them because they're lying to you. I'm not. Janet, how you doing? I, I'm i like overload today. Sensory overload. It's uh, it's crazy. I, I mean... I, I don't I think that I liked yesterday better because I thought the I thought the opening huh. statement said it all. I, I yeah. did enjoy today. I did like that this guy went out there and said, look, the president made me feel uncomfortable. The president made me feel like he would lie about what I would say. But what is your number one takeaway moment of today? Jeff Sessions is in big trouble. Yeah. I, I, that To me, that was the real, I mean, you know, listen, we're so kind of used to this idea that Trump, you know, Trump is a liar and people calling him a liar isn't as shocking. Right. You know, the president of the United States was called a liar five times. You know, that's, that is shocking. Shocking. And they had to come out. In, yeah, open, and they had to come in out. open Congress. Right. Like in a hearing. And, and nobody. Under oath. Sort of. And yeah, no one sort of said, no, he's not. There wasn't one person who disputed it, except the, you know, the White House communications director did make a statement that he was not a liar. Right, so and his lawyer. In, in any normal world, I mean, that is, that's incendiary. And, you know, he obstructed justice. I don't have any question after, you know, James Comey, who knows the law as well as any person in America, right. said, I felt he was ordering me to do this. 
you know, that's it doesn't matter if he said, I hope, I, you know, I wish, right. you know, please find. If he attempted to stop an investigation, that's obstruction of justice. But it is clear, Jeff Sessions, it came out that there was a third meeting that he omitted or yeah. lied about. At the and Mayflower Hotel. That is, the Mayflower Madam. Yeah. And, I mean, that, you know, he is in deep trouble, and he, I think, is very deep in, in this Russian, you know, the whole wrongdoing of Russia. He's clearly He's, a major player. I, in that. I do a Jeff Sessions impersonation. I'll do it right now for you. Uh, oh, you great. tell me. Yeah, Jefferson Bogart says, "Yeehaw!" Boo, boo, boo. I know it's kind of like Texas, and he's from Alabama. I picture but I, him. Yes, I picture I, the huge hat and Crystal Pete. Yeah, I kind of think of him sometimes. I sometimes do a, a foghorn, leghorn version of him. Like I say, I say, I say, Mr. President. You know that I, I that, that, that that boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. Now you always remember the little chicken with the glasses. And, you know. Yeah, uh, people who name their kid Jefferson Beauregard are not. You know, they don't mind the way things were. No, you know, I mean, South, right? no. those are not. But you know, the bigger I am, I am That's a guy. His dad. I, I mean, I don't know this for sure, so don't okay. sue me. But I'm pretty sure yeah. his dad was a. Uh, a Civil War reenactor. I'm just just saying. Oh, just throwing at it out there at least. Oh, at best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you were say a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't want to make any disparaging <laughs> remarks about yeah, Jefferson Bonaparte. Yeah, I don't want to. No, you know whose father did go to a Klan meeting? The Who? President of the United States. Uh, he was arrested at a at a Klan meeting. I mean, or a Klan parade. I don't want to call it a meeting. Maybe it was just a Klan. Well, picnic, maybe he was. But, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he was protesting at the Klan rally. <laughs> yes, he was just picking up rent from right. the people that were slum tenants. Yeah. His, yeah, I mean, yeah. but I I do feel like there is a tide turning. I mean, I know that there were people, and I saw them all over cable news spinning this as this was a great day for Donald Trump. It, this is not great in any way, shape, or form. I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg. You know, when this is a prosecution that's being built, you know, from the the outside up, or however, whatever metaphor you want right. to use. And you know, this is there's nothing good about this for the president. And right. you know, the to me, the best moment. I mean, not the the, the biggest target or the be, the biggest you know score, but the best moment was. Comey really, I mean, he came across as a really good man. I, you know, I've had he issues did. with him. So have he I. did. And I said from day one, you know, I didn't want him to get fired last year. I said this on Megan McCain's show, and we have to talk about Megan McCain's dad in a minute. But, yeah, what's wrong uh, with that man? We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, <laughs> that was awful. That yeah. was just awful. I mean, yeah. it was sad to watch, but it was also. So are you saying Hillary Clinton sabotaged her own election with the Russians? I didn't even understand what that point yeah, was. Very but, strange. Very strange. But I, I, I do think that, you know, his plea, essentially, that, look, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, this is about Russia subverting our democracy, right. hating everything we are and attacking right. it. And, you know, today Trump it's said a, we're he, under The words siege. he used was that's a very big deal. Oh, you know, and, and that's an understatement. And, yeah. you know, he Trump in his, you know, he was speaking to some right wing nut job group saying we're under siege. He's never used those words about Russia. He's right. never right. said anything like that. about. Well, Russia. that was the question that came out. It was like, you know, has the president ever asked you about yes. the Ru- and then he hasn't. Right. No, he, is it, well, he, and he said President Obama did. Yeah. 
He, yeah. he made a point of saying President Obama did. He said, you know, did, he, did they ever ask you what can we do to fight this? Because obviously this is a, a problem. No, he's looking to give them back their assets. Right. He's look, you know, he's not looking to fight it. He's looking to aid them and yeah. affect them. I mean, he works. This is just not good. I, I, it's not good. One of the things that I found most telling, and you tell me what you think of this, was it didn't appear to me that the Republicans on, this, on the thing, there were a couple of them trying to rehabilitate him, but they weren't really attacking the witness as they would normally do. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they were very cautious in their way to kind of support the president today. Did you find it that way? I didn't feel like any of them well, were. There was a couple of moments here and there where they kind of went back to the Clinton server and nonsense like that. But uh, for the most part, I felt like they they weren't really going out of their way to protect yeah. the president today. Well, it was, it was, if this was a congressional hearing, they would be doing that. I mean, right. you know, the Senate has has some gravitas. Yeah. Right, right, some decorum. These are people who, you know, I think are going to handle this a little more bipartisan. Marco Rubio, you know, he had a, a moment where he actually did seem like he was, I know even yesterday, I mean, he is asking some tough questions. Obviously, McCain was one of the, on the other side, he was not asking any tough questions, but... Yeah, I mean, I think that if you are a, a you know a decent person and you have to weigh Comey versus the man who just settled a twenty five million dollar fraud lawsuit right. to figure out which one has more credibility, right. you're going with James Comey. I mean, it's not even close. And this is a guy who these people revere, and you know they, the Republicans have been running ads. This pro Trump pack is running an ad trashing him. You know, right. trying to. Why would the president and why would, you know, Republicans make this into a rah-rah, us versus them? You know, this is about our democracy. It's their only way they could, the only way they could get out of this alive is if they try to make this a partisan issue. That's their problem. Six, I'm talking to Janet Johnson. Yeah. She is on CNN. She's been on my show a million times. You know who she is. She's at Jay Johnson Law on Twitter. Uh, good, fr- good friend of the show. Uh, six three one four five one one zero three nine. I'll be taking your calls at the bottom of the hour. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. I am live. We are talking about the Jim Comey Day today. I guess it was Comey Day uh, today. My, <laughs> you know, you're from Florida. Like, why would Marco Rubio ever feel it proper to defend this president after the way this president treated him during the election? Well, I mean, even the people who want to, you know, I see this hashtag Romney was right or Mitt was right. You know, why did he have dinner with him after all of that? I mean, you know, these people, uh, I think 75 percent of these people defend him because they also have some dealings with Russia. You know, Marco had his financial issues. It wouldn't surprise me if he actually does. But, you know, he's a whore. (laughs) I mean, that's the bottom line. That's why. I guess you're not mincing words there, Janet. It's just right well, to it. I mean, he's my senator, so I can say that. Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, this is a guy who said he wasn't running again, right? right. I mean, his work, you know, he doesn't stand for a lot. Let's just no, I, yeah, way. I mean, when all is said and all is done, Marco Rubio has none, right? <laughs> right I mean, right, right. I don't know who the other person would be because God knows I don't even know who ran against him. In that him. party, it would be no one. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know what? Bird did do a decent job. I mean, he I did. Do think I didn't think Burr was, I didn't think Burr stood up there and, and tried to defend the president at all. I thought his questions at the beginning were very straightforward and they and the answers that were yes or no, it got very lost. Burr yeah. went through about 10 questions that were basically yes or no answers. And, right. and Comey just 
answered yes and no. Like, he wasn't mincing words. Not like the two guys the day before, Coates and uh, Admiral, uh, what's his name? I forget. Yeah, who, who that did. was shocking. I that mean, was let shocking. Let me ask you this. And I said this yesterday. I was on a couple of radio shows in, uh, yesterday. And I said that that is, if this was a Democratic Congress, or if there was a Democratic president, these guys went there and did what they did yesterday, there would be contempt of Congress hearings happening right 100%. now. A hundred percent. Right? Yeah. I mean, there that is contempt of Congress. They did, they did, they're like, I don't have any legal reason for an- not answering this question. I'm just not going to answer your question, even though right. it is your job to have oversight over right. me. That was crazy to me. No, and Angus King was was the hero on that. You know, I don't care what you want. This isn't about what you want. You know, if they do nothing about it, which it appears is what's going to happen, yeah. I mean, that's that's serious. That is abdication of their power yes. as Congress. One hundred percent. Yeah, that yeah. is like that is like violation of Federalist Fifty One. Yeah. Okay. No it's ambition. Never happened before. I, There's a reason. Yeah. I mean, this I is mean, this is this is like, do we have a kingdom now? And the and the and it's the, awful. No, that is scary. I mean, there's a lot of things that about all of this that are really scary. Yeah. And, you know, I I have a friend Nels Cavell who is a great writer and a you know brilliant thinker, and you know, she was saying to me today, she said, you know, my fear is. You know, we we have this vacuum, and right. you know what's going to happen. We don't have a leader. We don't stand for anything. What's you know? This is we're in our uncharted territory. How long can the republic survive that? I don't think I I, I just can't see this lasting much longer. I really can't. I mean, I well, first of all, the president well, was at thirty four percent in the Quinnipiac poll today. I think if yeah. his polling average fl- falls below thirty five percent, now you know one poll could be an outlier. But if we have a, a week or two of him sitting down in the low 30s, they're going to be people jump. People have got to start jumping ship. I mean, even if well, you're a Republican. Well, you know, I would say that. I don't see this Congress doing anything, yeah, though. And that's what's but the really Senate, scary. I think, you know, I mean, if you're a senator and, and you've got an election and, and you're not from, like, the reddest of red states, but you're from a red state, I don't know. I think you got to jump ship at this point. I mean, if you're, from, if you're a senator from... The Southwest, and you're a Republican. If you're from Arizona, like Jeff Flake, Jeff uh, Flake, know. or somebody like that. But, uh, yeah. How about uh, how about you know like a guy like like um uh like Ben Sass, who you know yeah. I mean Nebraska's yeah, no nonsense. They're not gonna they they elect Democrats in Nebraska once in a while. And well, he's busy worrying about you know what's going on with Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Did you see that? I saw that live, and I was like, whoa, uh, you know, hey, Billy boy. I, I, <laughs> yeah, and Bill Maher, I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't have a lot of use for him. I have to say, I think he's a misogynist, I'm, you know, his anti-Muslim nonsense. I mean, there's a lot of things about what he does that I think, look, if he were a Republican or if he were, you know, a Trump guy, we would hate him for those right. things. So, you know, I feel like we have to be a little bit consistent with that. But, you know, I I just don't see Congress. I mean, we have to pick pick up Ossoff. He has to win. I mean, we we have to have a strong... I don't know if we'll flip the Congress next year, but it has to get close before. Well, just, I mean, if the I guy gets, if the guy keeps, the poll numbers keep dropping. If he drops into like 30 mm-hmm. or even yeah. lower than 30, how could we not flip the Congress? Well, if he right? drops lower than 30, but that's a lot for him to go. I mean, he's that's a, four like, points. If, if you believe Quinnipiac, it's four points. Well, there was a 36, I think, yesterday. I, I, you know, I don't think today has helped him. I mean, it doesn't no. get much worse than this week, right? I mean, when you feel right? you need to run ads coast to coast, bashing yeah. a fired director of the FBI, you've got yeah. major problems right now, right? No, I mean, you have. he definitely has major problems. There's no doubt. And I think he's like a lame duck at best. Although, you know, the Senate, without any debate, is about to repeal Obamacare. I mean, I think that is a very realistic threat right now. And, well, we'll see you about know, they, that. They repealed Dodd-Frank today. You know, 
they're going to do some real damage Absolutely. in the meantime. They're going to do as much damage as they can while they can. That's the problem with these yeah. guys. And there's whole, there's not a lot that the Democrats can do to stop it. And it's, uh, it, you know, we've got to figure something out. And that's why, like, I, I am of the mind that if Ossoff doesn't win next week in in uh, the suburbs of Atlanta. Um, I think we might need to change the name of the party or something. I don't know. We got to we got to rebrand. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's interesting tonight in in England. You know, they called an election and they thought it would be a, a landslide for the conservatives, right? And Labor is is beating them and is beating them in places that they aren't supposed to be winning. And this is with Jeremy Corbyn, who is like a Bernie. But even worse than Bernie, you know, leading the Labor Party. And a lot of Labor people hate this guy, did not want this guy as their leader. And he's turned, you know, taken from the jaws of defeat. You know, he has a victory that he's eking out. He may end up being the next prime minister. Amazing. Amazing. And so maybe, you know, I'm not saying Bernie Sanders because God knows I have no, you know, I have no love for Bernie. And and, and I think the first thing you got to do if you want to lead the party is join it. (laughs) Well, right. Right, but maybe we end up with someone who isn't like the old time, you know, I mean, I love Tom Perez, but maybe it is going to be a kooky, you know, nutty socialist type guy, and that is, you know, what we need to rebrand. But I also do think, you know, the fact that labor is coming back on the conservatives, the fact that, you know, Macron won, and, you know, I think there's a tide that's turning the more obnoxious Donald Trump is. I mean, how do you pick a fight with the mayor of London? How do you pick a fight? I mean, this is like, can you imagine like all these, this is the funny thing. That was only a couple of days ago. We forgot about that. I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, this guy, the day that they're reeling and the, the, the mayor of London says, don't be alarmed by the massive military presence in the street, London, because, you know, in London, it's not like here in the U.S. where the police dress in military garb every day. Over and, there, they carry guns. nightsticks. Right. Right? right. right. So so he's saying, don't be alarmed by it. And this president, this nut we have in the White yeah. House, Janet, he, he lashes out against the mayor of London while his city is, uh, is under its t- attack. It's inhuman. I mean, it, there's no uh, there's no word for it. It's just diabolical. I, I mean, he can't it, be president if he's going to pe- keep doing that, right? It, and, he, it, and he, it, by the way, and he did, and, and the reason he does this is because he reads a story on Breitbart, the racist right. Breitbart.com. You know, because if the mayor of London was just named Charles Smith and said the exactly. same thing, we would have no problem with what he said. But because exactly. the guy's a Muslim, this you know, who's a moderate mainstream Muslim, the kind of guy you should be rooting for every day right. if you're Donald Trump, exactly. because he's going to get well, those I mean, radicals the out. The Manchester mayor is just as liberal and, you know, a, sort of a similar kind of mayor. And he didn't get the same kind of abuse. Right. You know? I mean, this his man- name is Charles Smith or something like that. Right. And there is some sense that, you know, that's another thing that's happening in England is, you know, she, Theresa May, held hands famously with Donald Trump. And, you know, now Donald well, Trump is probably the most hated man in England. Well, Theresa you know? May sent the invitation to come join the Queen to Donald Trump like Monday. Right. Like, what was she yeah. thinking? <laughs> well, I, it's not going to either he won't go because he'll be booed or he'll go and he'll be protested so much. It's going to be, you know, it, it's not going to be good for him. And I right. think it, that's helping labor you right, know, tonight. Right, so right. it has to be a swing. The question is, can we survive the interim? And it doesn't. There are uh, days where it doesn't feel like it. That's why I, I keep saying, Don, you've got some beautiful properties all over the world. <laughs> go visit them. Go play golf. I promise if you just go and play golf for the rest of your presidency, I'll stop talking about you. 
Okay. I don't, I'm not going to be one of those guys, Mr. President. I'm not going to be one of those guys that if you decide to go on a three and a half year golf vacation, that's going to say anything about it. Go take Air Force One. We'll pay for the fuel. <laughs> on our dime. Get out of town. <laughs> go on vacation, Mr. President. We all want you to leave. I don't really like uh, Mike Pence. But when all exactly. is said and all is done, Mike Pence has <laughs> beliefs, Donald Trump has none. Yeah, they happen to include cigarette smoking does not cause cancer and gay people can be converted. Yeah, but to think people. about it. The rules of <laughs> the, the rules of the laws of gravity apply to Mike Pence. Science? No, 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 no. The regular rules of politics. Mike Pence will not be able to get away with half the nonsense, Donald. If Mike Pence sends out a tweet bashing the mayor of London the day after, which, by the way, Mike Pence never would have done. Okay, I don't like Mike Pence, but he never would have done that. He would have been like, all Americans are Londoners today. That's what he would have said. Like every other president. This is is my one. When I see people say, just stop tweeting, I'm glad he's tweeting. People see what a despicable human being he is. I think he'd be more dangerous if he was smarter and able to act like a sane human being. I mean, if he was like a slick you know, sort of normal person, he could get a lot of things done. I mean, he did get elected, but he could actually achieve things. By the the way, he's such a bore. He he hasn't tweeted in over 24 hours. Well, and you know what? I actually saw people saying it's impressive, the restraint that he's shown. You know, vomit, right? I I said his lawyer's in town and he took the phone. He said, look, I'm your lawyer. While I'm here, you, I'm going to take your, your, your phone now, Mr. President. You know, the man should be able, you know, that's as pathetic as Paul Ryan says, you know what, maybe he did threaten him a little bit, but he's new at this. Right. This is, you know, his new. He's new no, at this. No, no he no. said he was the smartest man in the world. I'm really you smart. Have, yeah, really, really alone. smart. He alone. And and what happened to the 3 a.m. phone call? You're supposed to be able to do the job on day right, one. Right, on mean, day one. All right, Janet, I got about a minute left with you. This, yeah. is, the, this is the time where I like to plug away. Ah, you could give me a plug. Tell me people where you're going to be, where they yes. can find you, that kind of stuff. Saturday morning, I'll be on HLN headline uh, news for those who headline are old news, school. and uh, you know, just doing whatever needs to be done to get a Democrat elected in the state of Florida. We have a lot of great people running, so that's my uh, my focus. I think we've got a real chance to turn Florida blue. So. I think it's going to be a good year. Uh, for Democrats in Florida, I just have a feeling. Yeah. I just feel I feel good about it. I feel really good. Yeah. About it. So we'll, well, I mean, if we survive hurricane season, we don't have a FEMA, you know, head right now. <laughs> well, so you we'll know, see what it, happens. by the way, if we hurricane season, if hurricane season comes and FEMA screws up, that's even more better for you. Uh, you know, it's bad for the people, but you know, yeah, we is, don't even have a brownie. We've yeah, got no one doing a heck of a job, brownie. Yeah, he hasn't even <laughs> appointed brownie yet. That's how bad this president brownie is. Brownie was the good Doesn't old even have a brownie. <laughs> All right, Janet even. Johnson, I love you. It's always great to have you here. Thanks You're gonna come back again me. real soon. I'm taking your calls right after this break at 631-451-1039. That's 631-451-1039. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. The Chris Hahn Show. All right. 
I'm live. Last chance to get on the phones tonight. America, 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. If you want to talk about Trump, you want to talk about Comey, you don't have to agree with me. It's nine. It's late in the evening, guys, so I'm not going to yell too much. I've been yelling for two hours, so I got to calm it down a little bit. I always love having Janet on here. She puts me in a good mood. I get the good vibes from my fellow liberal uh, from the other side of the country. Uh, but 631-451-1039 is my number. Uh, I will be on the Fox Business Channel at some point tomorrow, and I'll be on uh, Fox News Channel, I believe, Saturday night. Uh, so check me out there. You can follow me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn. On Twitter, at Christopher Hahn. On Twitter is my number. And, you know, what else is there to say? I mean, I don't know if this country can take this pace for as long as it's been taking it. I am lost for words. I've never been in a situation where I, I have felt that the pace of the news was too fast and too hard and that it is ruining people's lives to some extent, right? I mean, I don't know how people sleep at night. I, I for one, am very good at leaving everything aside. I always watch a comedy show at the end of the day, uh-huh. whether it be The Daily Show. I watch Seinfeld reruns. I watch V. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I watched Kevin Hart's new special on Netflix. How was that? It was awesome, yeah. actually. I Kevin Hart, he's a funny guy, Kevin he, Hart. He really you forget, is. you know, you see all these movies, you forget his stand-up is it's off the hook. genius. It's yeah, really I mean, genius. it really is. Yeah. I mean, how else is he going to sell out an 80,000 seat it's, stadium? It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And, he, and he, you know, to do a show that well in front of 80,000 people, that is not easy. That is, that is a feat uh, for him. So congratulations on that Netflix special. That's why I love Netflix. I mean, there is... Everything. You I want. mean, you got every comedy, stand-up comedy you want. I watched Sarah Silverman last uh-huh. week. She was awesome. Uh, I watched Amy Schumer. I, you know, I watch them all, man. I, whoever it is, Norm McDonald. Oh, he was hilarious. He was off he's the really hook. Yeah. I mean, you forget. I like, I like Norm a lot. You forget how funny Norm McDonald is. Norm McDonald in the '90s was probably the funniest stand-up working, and he's kind of just kind of been in obscurity the last couple of years. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of voiceovers and voiceovers. Yeah, stuff, a lot know? of voiceovers, a lot of little stuff. He's great on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He's great on Twitter. I got to get on that. But you know what? He'll, he'll, he'll do play-by-play for golf. On the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, but that's that's Norm. I mean, Norm is Norm is a funny guy, and his stand-up was awesome. Yeah. It was really, really good. Uh, so that's how I that. deal with it, America. I, at the end of the day, say, I've had enough. I'm going to watch some comedy. I'm going to unwind. And then I'm going to go to sleep. Right? I can't deal with this. I can't, like, watch... Rachel Maddow before I go to bed. No, Can't watch, do that. Yeah, Can't you watch up you Wolf Blitzer right. or, 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 or Hannity. God forbid I watch Hannity. The only time I watch Hannity on Fox is when I'm on it. Okay? <laughs> That's it. I haven't been on it in a while. I'm on his Later. radio show all the time. But for uh-huh. some reason, he doesn't book me on his TV show. You know why? Because he can't edit me on his TV show. Oh, there you go. That's the problem. <laughs> so for those of you who listen to me on Hannity on the radio, and yeah. sometimes it sounds like I'm not getting a word in it, it's because he shuts my mic off. Uh-huh. Or he edits me when he does it. On TV, he can't edit me. It's go. live to tape. It's not a live show, Hannity. It's the, uh, most of the shows I do on Fox are live. Hannity is taped. It's pre-taped. But they don't edit pre-taped unless it's just for time. So they have to cut a whole segment out. And, yeah. uh, and, that's, uh, and that just doesn't happen uh, over there at Fox uh, very often. So it's live to tape. It's very strict. Um, so he can't edit me. So I beat him at debates, which I do on his radio show too. But then he edits me. So it looks like I'm an idiot. I don't know why I still go on that show. I, I like him personally, but he's insane. He's insane. And if this was Obama, if Obama was doing the same stuff Trump has been doing the last, 
you know, four months now, uh-huh. six months now. This guy would be his head would be on fire so much so that you could see it as like a lighthouse, almost like the lighthouse at Alexandria. It would be the brightest light in the world right now. Okay, we could study. Uh, we could study microscopic organisms by the light of his hair. It would be so much on fire if this was President Obama. Oh, He'd be going nuts. He'd be jumping off buildings, Mike. But, you know, it's a Republican. It's his guy. It just shows the hypocrisy, okay? I criticized Obama when I disagreed with Obama during his presidency. especially As you should. At, especially about his use of drones. I was all against that. Yeah. I criticized him for it. I, I was harsh on him. I criticized President uh, Clinton, uh for getting on that plane with the attorney general when his wife was under was subject of an investigation, I, I was very critical of President Clinton on that. I was critical of the attorney general. I, I appreciate the fact that she withdrew from that investigation, but I was critical of it. I don't see these Republicans being critical of a president who appears to be blocking an investigation into himself, his own conduct. Why not? It's, it's hypocrisy is what it is. These are the guys. This, what would Reagan say right now if— if he saw his party going down this road, being in bed with the Russians, that's what it looks like to me, America. The guy wants to give the Russians back the properties Obama took from them as sanctions for interfering with our election. That's what this president wants to do. It's insane. He threatens Jim Comey. He threatens Jim Comey. He says, I hope they're on tapes. Well, here's what Jim Comey had to say with it. Play number one. I would have. I was so stunned by the conversation that I just took it in. And the only thing I could think to say, because I was playing in my mind, because I was going to remember every word he said, I was playing in my mind, what should my response be? And that's why I very carefully chose the words. And look, I, I've seen the tweet about tapes. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. I, I remember saying, I agree he's a good guy, as a way of saying I'm not agreeing with what you just asked me to do. Again, maybe other people would be stronger in that circumstance, but that, that was, uh, that's how I conducted myself. I, I hope I'll never have another opportunity. Maybe if I did it again, I would do it better. Lordy, I hope that you got to trust a guy who says, Lordy, Lordy, I hope they're tapes. Lordy, Lordy. I mean, <laughs> I hope they're tapes. I hope they're not just tapes of this. I want to see all the tapes. I want to know everything this president has on tape. I'm sure he's got tapes for the, up until the point he fired uh, Comey he probably removed the recording system after everybody started saying, oh, there are tapes. We all want to see the tapes, Mr. President. You're under investigation. If there are tapes, America, we need to call for the release of the tapes. It's over. <laughs> if there are tapes, because trust me, this isn't the only uh, loyalty oath the president asked for. Okay, the two guys that testified yesterday, Coates and Admiral, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The director of national intelligence. Uh, No, he's a deputy director of national intelligence. Um, They wouldn't answer questions. They had no legal reason for not answering questions. They just didn't want to answer. If they were Democrats, if this was a Democratic administration, if uh, if Director Coates had been a former Democratic senator from Ohio instead of a former Republican senator from Ohio, you are damn sure that by today they would have been held in contempt of Congress. For some reason, the Senate is abdicating its responsibility as an oversight agency. And the Republicans that control the Senate uh, Intel Committee are not going after him so far for contempt of Congress. I believe they should. 
I haven't seen the Democrats call for it yet. And I think the Democrats should be calling for it loudly and proudly because that's what they did. There's no legal basis. No, uh, nobody asserted executive privilege. They just said they don't want to they don't want to answer. They didn't take the Fifth Amendment because they thought it would incriminate themselves. They have no legal basis whatsoever. They just said, no, I'm not going to tell you what I'm not going to tell you. If they were Democrats, Mark Levin, your hero, Mark Levin would go nuts. Sean Hannity would go nuts. Bill O'Reilly, if he still had a, a show and he wasn't, you know, like, you know, I don't know where he is right now. Yeah, I mean, right. it's amazing. I have a bigger show I'm than Bill O'Reilly right now. I have a bigger show. I am bigger than Bill O'Reilly, the man who about four months ago was number one in cable news. I'm bigger than him. Bigger. Chris Hodge show is bigger than the Bill O'Reilly show. It's amazing. We got fireworks in the back. I am psyched, baby. Celebration, baby. America, we have surpassed Bill O'Reilly. Han Nation. Han Nation has has surpassed Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly would be going nuts if he still had a show. And this was a Democrat. He's a Republican. He wouldn't go nuts. Hypocrites. I got to get you some sound effects on this board. Yeah, look, look, there are a million drops on there, Mike, that Papito over the years has built up, and Papito would know exactly where to use. Mike is new. This is Mike B, not Mike P. Mike P is gone. He left me, got a job, pays him better. He's out of here. We wish him well. We love Mike. Of course. So I got Mike B, who, in addition to having a lower letter in the mouth, has a big beard, just like Mike P, but his is a little bit more scraggly than Mike Mike P. (laughs) trimmed his beard there you go you go all natural you're going zz top on me <laughs> uh and uh you do really did look like you, the rabbis were here before they my were show. You I, look, I, I thought, thought when i walked in when, when i walked in. in i thought you were with them I'm like what the, the rabbis came in and they brought their own sound guy right. I mean, what's, hey man uh but it's gotta be orthodox but in, in addition to that he's also about a foot and a half shorter than mike p Yes. But I still wouldn't want to get in a brawl with them. That's what the, the beard kind of makes you worry. You I'm a, make, it's all baby face over here. It's all, <laughs> it so, so I got to grow it out. Like, look, look, gotta get a little manly out, out here, you know? So, so I mean, he's new. He'll, he'll learn the drops. There's dozens of drops in there. We come up with more drops. You come up with your own drops. You use them as you want. Yes, I mean, sir. that's, you know, that's a, Mike P didn't like to talk, but he liked to use the drops. There so you go. He was good with the drops. I like to do both. So. But by the way, 631-451-1039, if you want to talk. Uh, I'm here. 631-451-1039. I'm live. And I'm talking about Trump. I'm talking about Comey. I don't know where the country goes from here. I mean, I, I just don't know if we... Um, I don't know if, 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 if as a nation, you know, we can handle this for much longer. I mean, the world is turning away from us. And you see what's happening in, in, in Great Britain tonight. The, you know, Janet alluded to it briefly. You know... The Labor Party is picking up seats. It looks like the conservatives are, are not going to have a governing majority. They're going to have to coalition with uh, some other party uh, in the parliament to form a government. They're going to be about four seats short of falling, forming government. At least that's what projected by right now. They don't know yet. Uh, and so far of the race has been called, the, the Labor Party seems to be winning. But maybe they have... Uh, uh, a better thing, and, and that's just the, the Labor Party is the Liberal Party. It would be the Democratic Party of of uh, of Great Britain. You saw what happened in England. They turned away from the radical conservatives. This is a lot to do with Donald Trump. They see this maniac, and they don't want their own maniacs. And Theresa May is hardly the maniac Donald Trump is. I'm not, you know, Prime Minister of Great Britain is hardly the maniac Donald Trump is. But Donald Trump's clearly a maniac. The fact that this president would tweet a fake news story. 
about the mayor. You got to shut the, shut that mic off. <laughs> you, you, that, that the fake that, that the fake news story would t- tweet a fake news story about the mayor of London the day after he was attacked, attacking the mayor of London. Because by the way, because the mayor of London is a is of Muslim descent. He's he's a he's a great British Brit, He's a British citizen, but he is of Muslim descent. He is the kind of guy you really want. A mainstream Muslim, you know, like a cafeteria Catholic. That's what he is. He's the guy you want. And he was telling his his countrymen not to be alarmed by the overwhelming military presence in the city. Nothing wrong with that. This president feels the need to negatively treat. And by the way, still hasn't apologized for it. Still hasn't, because this president will not apologize for anything. The only thing he ever apologized for was the Access Hollywood tape. Which, by the way, if Mike Papito was here, we have a drop for that. But you don't know which one it is. I'll let you slide. It's not fair. I don't have that stuff. It's a, it's, it, it, we have multiple drops for the Access Hollywood tape. All right. All right. <laughs> but they are. But that's okay. I didn't tell you. I didn't warn you. <laughs> I'll see if you could figure it out. They're on there somewhere. I don't know. Trump uh, But it, what? I got to figure these one out. I gotta yeah, it's okay. There's, just, there's a multiple thing. You, you'll have fun with it. But after like a year, you'll figure out everything. It's, 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 but... Uh, that's the only thing he ever apologized for. And even that wasn't really an apology. It was like, you know, it, it, this guy, he's just not the right fit for the job. You know, like if, he, if, we, if we could fire him, we would fire him right now as a country. He's at 34% approval in the Quinnipiac poll. Now, I, I don't buy that he's at 34%. I think he's probably somewhere in the mid-30s still, 36, 37 maybe. But much lower than that, he is in big trouble because Republicans will start turning on him. You know, at at some point, they're going to have to come to him and say, you know, Mr. President, we need to talk. It's just not working out. Get on Air Force One. Go to your Scottish retreat. Stay there. Keep the plane. Bring it back in three years when your term's up. Go play golf. Go enjoy your life. We'll leave you alone. You leave us alone. Everybody's happy. We'll pay you for the next three years. Full freight. No problem. Just get out of town and leave us alone. Stop tweeting. Stop trying to govern what you're not doing successfully, America. He's not doing successfully. All those things you see him signing, they're memos. That would be like if your boss called everybody into his office. And did a big pomp and circumstance about a memo saying not to leave smelly food in the refrigerator over the weekend. That's what this president has accomplished. You know who I'm talking about. You know I'm talking about you, Jay, from Accountant Counting. We know that you're the guy leaving the Limburg cheese sandwich in the refrigerator over the weekend. We, uh, hey, Sue... From HR, we know that you're the one who left the yogurt in the fridge for three months. We had to clean the whole thing out. That's like if your boss had called you in to sign a memo about that. That's what this president is doing. He's signing memos. Big announcement about air traffic controllers on on Monday. No real plan. A memo to investigate. 
This is supposed to be infrastructure week. No real plan on infrastructure. So all of this damage he's doing at home and abroad and no plans to do anything else. Republicans in Congress are sticking with them because they want to get their agenda through and have somebody there to sign it. Well, I'm pretty sure Mike Pence will sign it too. It's over. Turn your back on this guy. Why are you still supporting him? Because let's face it, America, he will throw you under the bus. I mean, it was reported earlier this week that he wanted that he's mad at Jeff Sessions. How could he be mad at Jeff Sessions? Jeff Sessions, the first person of any stature in the Republican Party to endorse Donald Trump. And he's a pretty high stature. He's been in the Senate a long time. He endorsed Donald Trump early in the primaries. He's his guy. You're going to turn you. He's going to throw him under the bus. He's mad at Jeff Sessions. I mean, I read a story this week about how he threw his own son, Eric, under the bus. Now, granted, Eric is his least favorite child, right? He even likes Tiffany better than Eric. And who wouldn't? It goes like this. It goes, it goes Ivanka, Baron, Don Jr., Tiffany, Eric. And then all the Trump ch- children that we don't know about. Not saying I know this for sure. I'm, I'm just guessing. You know, they're there somewhere too. He really needs to just go. Get on a plane. He's got beautiful properties in, in Europe. Go there. That Scottish golf course looks pretty hot to me. Okay? I, it did look nice. I, I must admit, when he toured it during the campaign, I was like, ah, you know, if the guy wasn't such a racist, I'd go play there. He needs to go. He needs to get on a plane and go. And and I'm not just saying this, you know, because I didn't support him and don't support him. I'm saying this as an American and quite frankly to my conservative Republican friends out there. I'm saying it for you too, for your own good. He is destroying your party. Wait, there's going to be elections this year all over the country in November and you're going to lose things that you normally don't lose. And, and God forbid the Democrats don't win that seat in Atlanta next week. God forbid. Like I said, if John Ossoff is not elected to Congress, I think the Democratic Party's got to consider a name change. We've got to come up with a new name. You know, I mean, uh, the Patriot Party. How about that? Let's call ourselves the Patriots. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, or something along that line. The revolutionaries. I don't know. The Jeffersons, like on, on on Veep. It'll be something different. We'll need to change the name of the party if you don't win that seat. We need to rebrand this party that's been in existence since 1800. We'll have to change its name. Because for some reason, people just can't bring themselves to vote Democrat in certain parts of the country. We've got to just change the name. At least in the South. Because they should be voting for us especially in suburban counties. All right. It has been a good night, America. It has been fun. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to remind you to seek the truth. Question everyone. Question 
everything, even me. Seek the Truth America. I know you'll find it. I know it's out there. And I'll be back here next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid and work ourselves dead and all just because that's what mom and dad say we should do. The Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This episode was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Jeffrey Shimmer. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. Boom! Boom.